0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 24th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. Getting tough on China and an attack on outsourcing has supplanted free trade in the campaign rhetoric of Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. And yet these candidates both seem to want to look like free traders. Simon Lester, a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute, comments on the rhetoric and reality of two candidates on trade. As you noted before we began talking here, at the very least... Mitt Romney and Barack Obama know that it is important to be perceived as free traders. And they like that. They, they like using that term.
1: That's absolutely right. And I think they, they both feel the need to to tell the business world that they are, are free traders and they will push for free trade agreements around the world uh, to some extent, um, at least in theory. When you get into the details, it gets a little more complicated. What exactly is in these trade agreements? Um, with whom should we pursue trade, trade agreements, and uh, we can see what Barack o- Obama is doing. He, he's focused on the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is a free trade agreement, a proposed free trade agreement, with 10 other nations around the Pacific Rim. Uh, Mitt Romney criticizes that as not enough, and he would like to champion free trade even further, but he hasn't been very
0: specific about with whom he would pursue free trade beyond that. Now, the Trans-Pacific Partnership is dealing with countries with whom we already have agreements, yes?
1: Many of those, we already have trade agreements with Canada, Mexico, Australia. So it would only add a few smaller countries. Uh, Vietnam, I guess, would be one big addition. Um, but uh, for the most part, it is, it's is—it's an updated version of older trade agreements that we already have. So in that sense,
0: it doesn't add all that much. Now, President Obama has already signed a few trade agreements in his, his term in office. Uh, arguably delayed. Right. He has signed
1: them, and Romney has used this as uh, as a way to criticize him for saying he hasn't signed any new trade agreements because these started with President Bush. Um, I don't know if that's completely fair criticism. Uh, Obama did somewhat push these along, although, yes, he, he went very slow with them. So, I mean, I think Obama deserves a little credit for uh, pushing back against some of his own constituencies to, to get these moved forward when I think you know, there, there are a number of Traditionally, Democratic uh, supporters, labor unions who, who really didn't want this.
0: Now, uh, Mitt Romney uses rhetoric like it's time for us to get tough on China. And Barack Obama has not used that type of rhetoric as much, I don't think, uh, in the campaign. But Barack Obama right. has already imposed uh, some unilateral uh, trade restrictions. Right. With respect to China,
1: recently it does seem like Obama has pulled back a bit on that. I mean, he certainly accused uh, Romney of outsourcing, and and, you know he hasn't done nothing in this regard. But Romney has tried to. to Push to be the toughest on China, and he's basing that on a, a strange claim. He, he, he wants to to label China a currency manipulator, and to him, this is the toughest thing you can do. Although, if you look at the actual statute, labeling China a currency manipulator doesn't do all that much. It basically triggers a negotiation with China, which really doesn't sound all that tough. But. For political purposes, his advisors have decided that labeling China a currency manipulator is a tough thing to do, and Obama hasn't done that, so he's not tough enough. And, and Obama, I think, to his credit, has come out and said that, saying this this really isn't that effective, and I don't know why you know Romney is pushing this. Um, in practice, though, yes, yeah, so Obama has actually done tough things like impose – tough and bad things like impose uh, – Tariffs on uh, uh, Chinese imports of of tires, and I think to his credit, Romney, when that happened, was very critical of that and gave I thought a very good defense of why free trade is good and why this why these additional tariffs are are bad for our economy and we simply sh- simply shouldn't do it. And I think that Romney would be a great Romney to uh, you know be running for office. And I, I wish he would come out and uh, you know give a more impassioned defense of free trade uh, today as he did uh, several years ago when he wasn't
0: running for office. To Mitt Romney's rhetoric he says he wants to be a free trader he will champion free trade but uh, when you parse his uh, actual positions what he's, does
1: that mean? He's been very vague about it. He, he said that he wants free trade with other nations that uh, uh, support free enterprise and free trade. And so, you know, you, you look at that and say, well, who does he have in mind? I mean, we have free trade agreements with Canada and Mexico and Australia and a lot of other countries. And you can sort of look and see who's left. And you know, perhaps he has in mind the EU and Brazil. Um, and with regard to those countries, I, I would say if he pursues that and could achieve free trade agreements with the EU and Brazil, my hat's off to him. I think they would be very difficult there are many trade irritants uh between the u.s and eu and between the U- u.s and brazil that would be hard to overcome um i i would love to see him try uh, but he-, he hasn't even gotten that specific i'm sort of I'm basing i'm picking those countries in part because a congressman who said similar things to romney ha- has has uh has introduced legislation um trying to achieve free trade agreements with both the eu
0: and brazil so perhaps I'm speculating that that's what Romney has in mind as well. What constrains the president when it comes to uh, negotiating free trade agreements? Obviously it's fast track authority.
1: Fast track authority is is a is constraint we don't have it right now and yet we're pursuing these trade negotiations on the assumption that uh, if we can actually complete the negotiations with other countries we could then get faster at track authority and get these agreements through, through Congress and that sounds plausible to me um, but I mean it still has to actually be achieved, and we don't even know what the makeup of the the Congress we will be dealing with it is. So, but yes, that 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 is certainly one constraint. But everyone is operating under the assumption
0: that that can be overcome. When was the last time the United States has a, had a president whose trade policy was effectively "there shall be free trade," <laughs>
1: I, I don't think <laughs> not in not in recent memory. I mean, there it, it's sort of there are different degrees of support for free trade, and uh, generally, I think presidents who have to deal with foreign countries like the rhetoric of, we support free trade. But then there are there will always be specific instances of imports from a particular country, Japan or China, that are causing concern with specific groups, labor unions, specific industries. And in reaction to those concerns, most presidents will take some protectionist actions. The key, I think, is there's a different degree of protect of protectionism, and so the Bush administration resisted efforts to impose special uh, safeguard tariffs on China, um, and they they were petitioned to do so a number of times, and they always rejected it. Whereas the Obama administration uh, did impose um, these kinds of tariffs on China. So within you know, there, there's a margin of discretion there uh, as to how protectionist you can be within the general free trade regime and. Some presidents go further with protectionism. Others resist and support free trade uh, more. In general, the Republican presidents tend to you know, support free trade more. But um, there, are, you know, there are always instances where you can look at a particular Republican president and say, well, not in that case. George uh, W. Bush, for steel example, tariffs, exactly.
0: George W. Bush had lumber tariffs, steel, steel tariffs, tariffs, and then right. in his last days in office, a special tariff on French cheese.
1: Right, 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 and that was part of a, a you know, very complicated overall dispute with the EU. That you know is uh, it, it's not as straightforward as other instances, but yes, uh, you, you can all, you there, there, nobody's pure
0: in this regard. Simon Lester is a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.